0: Daw Nation, my name is Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to episode 39 of Behind the Daw, where we interview music producers, artists, music industry experts, people of that nature, on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic basis. This is a companion podcast to our YouTube series in the Daw, where we invite producers to come and dissect their songs in real time. You know, people like Say My Name, AU5, Fox Stevenson, Modestep, people like that. If you're interested in that, Go ahead, there is a link in the description. Really quick, a couple of things before we get started, before I introduce you to our guest. There are four links down in the description. One of them is for the Patreon. If you want to make sure that we can keep bringing you these episodes forever for free, Go ahead, check it out. And plus, if you become a patron, this is something that we just incorporated, you get to become a part of the interviews now. As long as the person that I'm interviewing is cool with it, I live stream the interview to our patrons and you get to have a chance to come on, meet whoever we're interviewing, ask them questions, it's fantastic. It's literally just a dollar a month. So go ahead and check that out. The second link in the description is for suggestions. If you want to suggest someone to come on the show, go ahead, click that link. The third link in the description is for private lessons. If you want private lessons in social media marketing or in electronic music production, go ahead, click that link. A lot of people have been doing it lately and they've been absolutely loving it. And then finally, if you want to enter for a 20-minute social media marketing consultation, we pick a winner every single week, go ahead, click that link. All right, with all that out of the way, who are we interviewing today? Who's the lucky guy? Well, you may know him as Wubbix. He's a 15-year-old from Romania and he has a YouTube channel about electronic music production and he has over 100,000 subscribers. He's 15 years old in Romania. 100,000 subscribers, what the heck? He's a bass head, he's already playing shows and getting releases on labels, like it's insane what he's been able to do. So what are we gonna talk about in this episode? We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of things, but here's a couple of things that I walked away with that really resonated with me. He's gonna talk about how he was able to accomplish getting so much done at 15 that most people couldn't even get done in their 20s and their 30s, and especially from Romania. Like, there's people in their 20s and their 30s in Los Angeles and New York and Nashville that can't get as much done as Wubbix can. So we're gonna be talking about that. The second thing that we're gonna be talking about is the Elenium theory. What is the Elenium theory? It talks about how Elenium was able to grow so fast, and we're gonna talk about how Wubbix was able to apply it so that he could grow so fast. And then finally, we're gonna be talking about having multiple skill sets and why that's super beneficial when you're going into the music industry. Why it's important not just to be good producer, but to be a good producer and a good fill in the blank. So with all that said, if you like this episode, please like, comment, subscribe, repost, follow, you know, whatever is appropriate on the particular platform that you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, Deezer, you know, wherever it's at, it just helps us know that what we're doing is in the direction of That you need us to go in. And then finally, my last thing that I want to say is after you're done listening to this episode, make sure you check out the episode that's right after this. It is a bonus episode that we did with Webix where I do a social media marketing consultation with him. We talk about his YouTube. I give him some tips of how to optimize it so that he can keep growing and keep going. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, please check out the next episode. It's the bonus episode that we did with Webix. So with all that out of the way, I want to introduce you to Webix. Wanna welcome everyone to this week of Behind the Daw. We are honored. We are blessed. We are so lucky to be able to have Wobix on here. Wobix, say what's up to Don Nation and tell us something super embarrassing about yourself.
1: Yo, what's good guys? I'm so I'm so honored to be on this podcast. It's so sick. I've been uh, watching your podcast, dude, and it's pretty sick. I genuinely enjoy the whole concept behind this podcast. Being at school, it was like the very last uh, class that I had that day. So everyone was just burned out. Not even the teacher was (laughs) really paying too much attention. Everything was super chill. So yeah, I mean, I was just playing some cards with my friends in the back of the class. And we were just doing some really dumb stuff. We were trying to, I don't know, just do some challenges and whoever lost on that uh, card game, uh, he would have to do something embarrassing. (laughs) And as you can expect, something uh, happened to me. I kind of lost at at a game. (laughs) In the class, we got this one projector thing. This one projector is basically used for presentations and all that stuff. One dude was just like, yo, just go, don't mind anyone, go in front of the class because we got like one button to turn the projector on <laughs> don't mind whatever happens to you, if anyone asks you don't mind it and just continue doing the challenge because you're challenged dude I was like okay sure and then I straight up went to that thing, I turned it on it, it looked so weird, not even the teacher noticed it but the rest of the class noticed it they're all looking at me and it's like the super weird way I was staring at the project- projector thing going down it was so weird. <laughs> I had this really weird stare in my eyes because at the same time I was thinking, "Whoa, what am I gonna say? That's, that's super dumb. Everyone was like, yo, what happened to you dude? Are you possessed or something? What What happened? And after that projector got down, even the teacher looked at it, I was like, Teacher, I'm a ha- I'm a have to be honest with you. I'm just deeply projecting my thoughts on this thing right now. Just le- <laughs> let me just let me take one moment to think this through, bro. <laughs> Everyone was just laughing. It was just so weird, and I was just dying inside. The thing is, I'm usually this kid that is a little more shy and introverted. I mean, not necessarily shy because I do speak to people, and if anyone wants to talk to me yo what's good i mean i'm not introverted i'm not shy but generally speaking i am i i
0: just don't really like to <laughs> do things that are out of my comfort yeah, zone yeah you mentioned uh not only now but you mentioned when we were emailing back and forth that you still are in school so i didn't realize that how old are you man
1: yo i am 15 years old and oh, i'm about gosh. to turn 16 like <laughs> I'm about to turn uh 16 in like one one month. Yeah, I got my
0: birthday in January. Dude, so yeah, I'm pretty close to that. <laughs> I had no idea that you were you were really funny for a 15 year old. This is Yo, thank you so that's much. That's amazing. Dude. Like fun fact: when I was 15 years old, you were only five years old. So this is crazy. That like yeah, whoa, whoa, It's incredible to see what you've been able to accomplish only at 15 years old. So did the people that you go to school with? Do they know that you have like a hundred k? Plus YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, actually, like my I got like this one class. I know that in um, United States the school system pretty much just makes you go to different classes, and you got in every different class different classmates at the same time, right? Indeed. But in uh, Romania, it's just pretty different, <laughs> like. At every class, you just sit in the same classroom with the same uh, classmates. Wow. So yeah, I mean, these couple of classmates that I got, they uh, s- some of them, like, a big part of them know about that. And I, I remember I was posting online the fact that I got the uh, silver play button and they were like yo yo the congrats man that so that that cool. felt so
0: cool like yeah that's <laughs> that, amazing. that was
1: such a sick thing
0: yeah this is this is a plot twist i didn't realize that so you're you're 15 years old you've already got the the 100k youtube plaque you've already you know you you're getting booked for shows you're releasing music i mean how Like, you know, there's people that are twice your age that are still trying to figure out what you're doing. I mean, like how, especially because you're in Romania. I mean, there's people that are double your age living in Los Angeles or New York or some music mecca that can't even achieve what you've done. Why do you think you've been able to have this this kind of success man yeah
1: especially right now i'm more like viewed as as this uh youtuber guy or something and i feel that on youtube you can if you if you got like some special personality and at the same time you bring something new to the viewers and stuff you can definitely develop some sort of fan base because people are going to be attracted by your personality so i guess that's why that's what my whole brand evolves around this um personality producer that is just having this fan base and community that 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 is just relating to him or something and at the same time they're learning some cool stuff at the same time because it also moved so quick like I, I think I've been making videos for like two years and everything was just moving so fast I don't even have that many videos up on my channel and people are just supporting me and that's such a cool thing you know I'm really trying to make my music really professionally. No, like basically you had people on your podcast and, uh, in that series in the DAW, mm-hmm. you had people that were pretty much professionals and they were doing some super nice stuff. And that's the thing. I still feel that I need to get to that level with my music first, because I kind of want to be seen as this uh, producer that is, doesn't really good music and that's kind of what i'm dealing with too because i still need to learn a lot and overall that's kind of my point of view with yeah, this yeah, uh yeah. blowing up thing on youtube and on uh with my music.
0: What I do for a living is is social media marketing, internet marketing. So, you know, I looked at your channel. I did, I looked at it quite, quite intensely because not only did I want to prepare for this interview, but I wanted to understand because 15 and like you're, you got a hundred thousand followers and your videos, like you, like you said, you're not putting out a lot of videos, but the videos that you are putting out, they're getting like every time I'm on, I'm on YouTube, I see them in my recommended, in my recommended thing. I mean, that could be because I'm subscribed to you probably is, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, you're getting a lot, you're getting a ton of views, especially in a space that's known for not getting a lot of views. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've interviewed people that have huge channels like like Seamless and uh, uh, who else have I interviewed? You know what I mean? Like people like this, but like they're not getting the same viewage on like each video I mean they have a lot more videos anyways so what I've kind of come to realize with you is you know because I've, I've, I've listened to some of the interviews that you've done on your on your channel like when you've answered questions and how you said that like it feels like you feel like that YouTube kind of picked up like something went wrong with the algorithm or something like that and it just yeah started, like, exactly it's
1: uh, about the algorithm I'm, I'm gonna explain really quick uh, after you are done cool. uh, saying your idea
0: cool. uh, how exactly I I see YouTube as okay, so, yeah, perfect, just perfect. To continue continue cool. what you're saying. One of the reasons why I think you were able to achieve what you did. Do I think that there was a hiccup in the algorithm? Knowing how good your content is, I don't think there was a hiccup. Here's what I think happened though. People, on a general sense, they have two needs that they need to fill basically every single day. And I don't know if you'd say it's a need or more so a desire or whatever, but they have these two things. And one of them is the desire to be entertained. And one of them is the desire to learn and progress. And, with your videos, not only do you entertain, but you, but you inform and it's in a very, you know, it's a very clean way. It's in a very, you know, like the, the video progresses on and progresses on very quickly and it just makes sense. And I've very rarely, am I able to watch a video kind of like yours, um, where I, where I'm not only like, this is hilarious. Like I like I genuinely enjoy this, but like I'm still learning stuff. Like your your one I think it's the biggest video on your channel, the the Slavic hard bass drop. And like when it, when it got to there and it was like talking about how like in order to do this, you need to have a press shot and you need to be squatting. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so true." Like and so like, you know, like stuff like that, but 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 at the same time, like I learned so freaking much about that, that type of music and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's why I think that it's so beneficial. And because it's beneficial and, and it's intriguing and it's entertaining and it's bringing a lot of knowledge, then you get that retention rate, right? People keep watching because it's like, this is totally worth my time. And people keep watching. And, and I think personally, not only are you bringing a lot of value to the people, so they keep subscribing, but because of the uh, the retention rate, then the YouTube algorithms picked that up and kept recommending it and recommending. It. That's personally what I think. But well, let's hear what you're saying. What's what, what your thoughts? are? You know, you wanted to say something.
1: Uh, what you said was, Pretty true. Yeah. Like, yeah. It really aligns with my ideas and stuff. I would definitely say that, like, look, for example, when I first started off, my videos were not really getting that many views, but I was starting to f- sort of form my personality at the same time. I guess that, you know, the way the YouTube algorithm works, it's still kind of a big mystery to a lot of viewers, mm. not just me, but... Totally. The thing is, you kind of need some sort of attraction to your channel in order to get picked by the YouTube algorithm and then start to be promoted a lot more. Also, you need kind of clean content. I do feel that based off um, being demonetized, you kind of might be able to uh, not get recommended. I think that's just one of my my theories. I've seen people Mm -hmm. talk about that too, but it's still the fact that the YouTube algorithm is super... uh, mysterious and is still not really unsolved. I feel that the YouTube algorithm kind of picked up my channel and it was like, yo, I mean this is kind of getting some attraction and stuff. Let's just promote this guy. And that's how so that my channel had this sort of exponential growth, I guess. Yeah. It also was because this last summer, for example, I, I, I remember so clearly that the summer just started and I just hit 50k subscribers. I was like, alright, yeah, that that's so sick. Let me just... Uh, make a preset pack that uh, I, with some presets that I made throughout the, the years or something or throughout uh, the months when I was uh, making some sound design. And then I was just trying to perfect those bases and I made a preset pack. And after that, I basically had the whole summer just for doing what I wanted. And also I had in my mind this uh, goal, this 100k subscribers goal, you know, I just set myself a goal. so. I mean, both me and the YouTube algorithm kind of uh, worked together. And for like one straight uh, summer and like couple of more months, like September and October, at the same time, both me and YouTube algorithm just made this possible to get double the number of my subscribers that I managed to get in like one and a half years, you know. Yes. And that's something really crazy because I was just being so consistent during summer. And that's uh, pretty much how I managed to get where I am, I guess, as you were saying too. I I feel that I was bringing something new to the producer industry, kind of, because there's these uh, people like Seamless that, uh, for me, for example, if I would find people like Seamless, I'll be so happy because Seamless is such an OG producer and uh, he knows so much, he has so much knowledge. I respect him so much for that. Uh, but at the same time, the majority of the people don't re- are not really interested in someone that is not going to entertain them too. Because for me, YouTube and um, actual music production are two different things. They are pretty much when it comes to YouTube, you have to be entertaining if you want to be at some sort of level. At the same time, when you are being entertained, you're getting more promoted and your tutorials that are helping producers will be more out there so they can access them more easier if you really want to be uh known for being for having some sort of personality you're going to do pretty well with youtube and uh, at the same time you need to have editing some some editing skills not insane editing skills because also some some production tutorials didn't have any editing at all and that was kind of Boring, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I used to find that a little boring, yeah, but I, I still found those tutorials super interesting whenever there was an interesting topic, obviously, and yeah, some course. cool techniques. Me being like, yo, I mean, I enjoy editing because I used to do a lot of editing before even production. I was like, yo, I, I could like combine these two things together and like insert some silly jokes. And I guess that's how it all worked together.
0: I'm thinking about this right now, and maybe someone's thinking, "Well, like, well, maybe if I want to, you know, meet certain people, or if I want to have the certain success that you know Wobix is having, maybe I need to start getting into to to tutorials." You know, and and I don't think that's necessarily true. It could be true. You know, a person could do that if they want to. They don't need to. But as I'm sitting here thinking about it, you know, you coming into the music industry, obviously you are a music producer, but you also have this super solid YouTube channel that you have. You're not you're not writing into the music industry on a unicycle, you're riding in with a bicycle, you know, you got you got a motorcycle going on, you got two wheels going on, you got two things to back you up, you know, you got the production and you got the YouTube behind you, where I feel like a lot of people, they try coming into the music industry with only one thing, whether they just want to be a singer or a guitar player or a pianist or or a music producer or what have you. And well, the problem with that is, is that, you, I mean, you, you can definitely do it, but the problem with that is, is that you only got one wheel to stand on, you know what I mean? what happens when you get a flat tire? You're done. You know what happens? happens when something goes bad? If you lose your voice or if you break your hand, you can't play piano anymore or, or, or what happened? You're done. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's just you got to take a break. You got to heal. But, you know, like someone like you, you got two things, you know, and, and it's the same example with me and with Multiplier, you know, like I know music production and I got the podcast and I also do social media marketing. So I got a, I got a tricycle. I got three wheels I'm rolling in on. And so the the concept that I want to say to Dot Nation right now and to, to get them to thinking about is you do not have to have more than one wheel. You don't. You can just have one wheel, but if you want to add more wheels, if you want to add more skills onto you, I feel like that's insurance for you with coming into the industry. And plus, it could help create more unique art. I, I'm sure because of the YouTube channel that you've created and the tutorials that you've made, it's highly affected your ability to produce and the in the techniques that you've learned. Am I correct in my assumption?
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely... Helped a lot. You're definitely right with this whole uh, behind running multiple things at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of just adds the wheels to your uh, bicycle and stuff. Yeah, it definitely helps. No, I, what I would advise if you're going to do something like that is basically trying to be equal to both tires, oh, I see, you know? I see. Maybe, maybe at some point of your life, you're going to be like, yo, I mean, I need to make more videos or something. I really want to achieve this goal. I want to do this and that with my YouTube channel. And while you're focusing a lot on your YouTube channel, you're slowly kind of forgetting about your music that I can actually kind of relate a little bit to that. And I can definitely, like the only person I can blame for that is myself mm. because I didn't realize it. Also, what I was proposing myself when I first started making YouTube videos was that I first need to focus on my music because that's like my main life goal. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I really am passionate about and that I absolutely love. I also want to do YouTube as a hobby. And if you saw that lately and you noticed it, it was that I was so focused on YouTube, especially this year. And that kind of made me a little... Mm-hmm. I don't know. A little upset that oh. I couldn't really work a little bit on my brand more, mm-hmm. so people know me for this producer more, other than um, this uh, YouTuber. I, I feel that I'm so much more a YouTuber than a producer, and that kind of makes me a little, a little upset. Not, not necessarily serious. like sad or something. Just a little upset about the way I didn't think this through because I'm the type of person to just go straight forward if I have some sort of goal of doing this. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think you've heard of this dude called Moonboy.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: He He's actually doing like the both things equally. He might be a little more uh, focused on music. I don't know what he's doing, but he is definitely having an equal amount of YouTube and music. And that is way better. Yeah, and the fact that he also lives in the US, LA, that helps, him, that helps him so, so much more and that's why he's killing it right now. And hey, I need to focus on music too. So that's why uh, at least for this month, for almost a month, right? Uh, since my 100K subspecial, I kind of took a break from YouTube because I was just like, at the end of the day, I need to have some sort of quality for my music that I need to focus on in order to be where I want to be with... Uh, my music in the industry so people know me that oh he also does some super sick uh, tracks and i am actually working to get that
0: quality that was a hard thing to hear because what you're what you're saying is absolutely true basically for me growing in the dawn behind the dog for the last year my personal brand as far as you know like with the with making music i honestly i can't tell you the last time i finished a song Or that, you know, like I can't even tell you the last time I really sat down in Ableton and I and I was working on music production because most of the time when I'm in Ableton, I'm in, you know, I'm editing podcasts or what have you. And yeah, so it's, see, it's, it's it all comes right to
1: the time management that you got and what your goal, like your main goal is. It's so much about that. Some people don't even notice it. I didn't even notice it for the past couple of months with what I was doing. Yeah. It just kind of gets to you at some point where you realize that your brand that you're building was not really the brand that you wanted
0: initially. I see, I you see. Ah, oh, this is good. Yeah, you're right. Because I, I definitely need to to invest more time into like my music production brand and stuff. I mean, uh, do you know? Uh, do you know Julian Gray?
1: Mm, I think I've heard of him or something, but uh, not. Not uh, I don't know him too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, no but, worries. Uh,
0: what does he do? Yeah, he's a very similar size to Moonboy, um, but he, he also does kind of like the same space that you and I are in. You know, he, he runs a uh, like a music production channel, so to say, like with tutorials and talks about like music branding and so on and so forth. But he's also like he's he's killing it on the music side. Like he just released an EP through uh, Mousetrap. Yeah, he's very focused on, you know, like his his music career and and kind of balancing those two worlds where it's like, yes, I am doing this YouTube thing, but my music also still has a very strong place in my life. And I feel like, I feel really chastened right now because that's something that I need to focus on so much more is the actual my music part of it. So this is this is good we're having this conversation right now, dude. This is, ugh.
1: I know some people managed to make a lot of tracks, like, per month. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was really trying to also upgrade my quality and not just creativity-wise, but also quality-wise. So that is way more... Way much more work for me. I don't know that maybe I might get used to it at some point.
0: I see what you're saying though, and and I think this is a perfect segue into our music business tip for this week. So, this is really good because uh, I think this is gonna completely apply to what we are talking about right now. So, a couple of weeks ago, um, Crywolf came and stayed with me. He flew into Vegas and he came and stayed with me up in St. George for a couple of days, but you know, him and I, we were sitting. Uh, we're sitting on this mountain looking out at the city and we were just talking because he's like, you know, with with the super fans that I have right now, I feel like I should be further on in my career. Whereas if we were to look at someone like Elenium, he is, you know, they, Crywolf and Elenium, they kind of started off at the same time. They even did some songs together and everything, but he feels like Elenium is so much further along in his career than where Crywolf is right now. And I'm, I'm assuming you know who Elenium is, right? Yeah. Of course of you course, do. Of course, yeah. of course.
1: I get like I got I got like a lot of
0: suggestions to get uh to make a tutorial on that. I'll I might right. probably do that but you know, we were talking about it, and this is going to be the music business tip for for this week. To take a page out of Alenium's book, if Elenium and Crywolf they were on the same page, but right now Elenium is further along in his career, even though they're 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 working at the same rate, even though they're putting out music and and whatnot, you know, they and they have the same connection. So to say, why did Alenium? grow faster than cryo and so we were sitting there we were talking about it and what we came up with is we call the Alenium theory and you can apply it to music you can apply it to youtube you can apply it to business or what have you but basically it was this it was elenium figured out how to knock out? There's a, there's a term used in English. I'm not sure if it's if it's the same in Romania. But do you know the term or the phrase uh "knocking out two birds with one stone"?
1: Uh Yeah, yeah, we kind of got that with rabbits uh, <laughs> or something. But yeah, we we do have that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> got it with rabbits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Just That's so great.
1: weird. This the whole translation. Everyone uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> gets their message, however they feel like. Yeah I, yeah, I get what you mean. Okay, perfect, perfect. So a whenever he put something out, he was knocking out at least two or more birds with one stone, right? So not only you know, if, if we were to look at his early days, he needed to put out content consistently. So, you know, I think it was like once a month or once every couple weeks. But so that that was one bird that he hit out with one stone. And then he added another thing onto it. He saw the music that was trending at the time. And so not only was he putting out his own music consistently, but he would look at the music at the time that was trending and do remixes for those. And then he would check who, like which artists were trending at the time. And then he would do, he would reach out for collaborations with those artists. And the I'm sure there was multiple other things that he did but really what we came down to was it was just the consistency and leveraging what was going on in the industry at this time so that is what we call the millennium theory so let's think about it on a music producer standpoint you know let's let's take it for, you know let's put it in in Wobex's standpoint right now how can he leverage the millennium theory so what i would submit to you uh Wobex, is basically look at this is that you look at what's going on in your industry like your particular niche right now you're kind of more in the base kind of you know like yeah
1: yeah dubstep, well, like rhythm dubstep. i
0: would see who is trending right now you know who is absolutely killing it you know of course we always got the virtual rides and the barely alive and in, in your area, of, of course, of course, but who is killing it right now? Then what I would do is I would go and I would, look if there's any remix competitions or or you know do a flip or or do you know this this and that I would also look at other artists that are similar to your size that are trending right now I'd try and do collaborations with them. I I would I would think about it like that. I would also go look at their social medias, the like like virtual riots and all those people that are trending and see what they're doing. I'd also emulate that onto your social media. You don't have to completely copy them of course but just see what they're doing is working. So you know you kind of look at what they're doing and then you translate it to what you do. But then here's the big kicker. Is consistency. The consistency is the the absolute key. You know, Elenium. I mean, he was putting out a song like month after month after month after month, and then he started touring, and he still put out a song month after month after month. There's a reason why he is he keeps trending, why he keeps popping up, is because he is relentless in that. I mean, to be honest, you know, like his his music. I mean, I love Elenium. I love Nick. He's such a good guy, but his music doesn't change. All that much from song to song, right? It's not like he's breaking the mold every single time. It's kind of sounding like the same thing every single time, with a little bit of twist to each song. Don't feel like you have to break the mold every time. You can if you want to. If you're that kind of person, you definitely can. But you don't have to. And so, you know, another guy, especially in your space, Webex, that I feel like is absolutely killing it is Infinite. Do you know Infinite?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've known about him for quite a while now. I was just starting off, and I remember he was being promoted and stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. And 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 he he is applying the lenium theory i mean every time i look at my release radar on spotify there is a new uh, infinite uh, song every scene. Sing- like, I mean, it's like it's like twice a month that I see something. And every time I'm on Instagram, I see new cover art for him and, and stuff like that. Like the consistency is just ridiculous. And even, you know, when you have that consistency down, your content, I mean, arguably, like your content, like I was saying, doesn't have to be that different every time. It's just the consistency. People love consistency. Is the Elenium Theory making sense to you, Wobix? Yeah, it does. And I feel like, for example, consistency...
1: For example, for the bass music, as you were talking about Infinite, he's having this sort of consistency with his own tracks, right? Yes. Illini, on the other hand, he's he was starting to do these remixes that really made him blow up, mm-hmm. right? Because there were like these trending artists. I feel like he also managed to get that down, and that's how he really got to blow up. And now the whole consistency that he's also keeping is just making him even bigger and bigger. Exactly. And that's what, uh, that, that's what is so good, cool about it. I also feel like a major, a super major key to this whole consistency thing mm-hmm. is that you might want to reach some sort of quality level in your music that is so good that every time you're making a new track, you're not sort of keep improving, you know? Mm -hmm. This is like something that I was also thinking about for the past couple of weeks. I was thinking that, Hey, if I'm going to really get serious with something, I do need to achieve a quality level Mm -hmm. that is going to be also consistent alongside with my music. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm really dealing with right now. I'm trying to get my sound out there. That sounds like me. And at the same time, that sounds like quality music, because when you combine that with consistency as a whole, it just makes you blow up. That's definitely something you have to be aware of.
0: So that's the music business tip for this week. So now we're going to get back into kind of more of the, the, the emotional philosophical side. So let me ask you this, you know, out of all of the, of the videos that you've made, uh, all the content you put out, what was the number one thing that like you look back now and you're like, I hate that thing. Why did I do that? That was just so stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, come on.
1: Yeah, I'm not super happy with it. You know, it should be like the how to make a Tokyo Machine based house video. Yeah, definitely that. Because uh, many people were saying that, yeah, okay, maybe it sounds like Tokyo Machine and all, but it's not really base house. Base house is something completely different. I see, I and see. it's not, like when you check out the current bass house trend that is going on right now, you'd see that they all follow some sort of sound and some sort of style just associates your music to bass house. What I did right there was, seem to people more like electro house or something uh, nice. I I, I, know, I was not I'm not really sure but I, I definitely feel like uh, that one video was just not really prepared you know it was just pure just okay let me just open up my DAW and hit record and <laughs> try to make something and edit that later a little not
0: too informed <laughs> To avoid something like that in the future, kind of what I'm walking away with is uh, to to avoid something like that in the future is uh, kind of spending the time to prepare, doing your due diligence, you know, doing your research, doing you know the the proper preparation for those things. Because to be honest, I've I've done the same thing. All right, I've done. <laughs> it's not like you act like you know something, but like it just I don't know. You you could have done better to prepare. To, Later
1: on, you just realize that you're like, oh wow, okay, maybe. Maybe that could have been a way better handled, not yeah. just slapping the bass house. Like for my example, just not slapping the bass house in the title and the thumbnail. Exactly. Yeah. Now in the present, now I'm just trying to research a lot more when I'm doing, let's say a genre, yeah. I'm just trying to uh, look through it and just get more examples and get more used to the sounds and the music when I'm that. just trying to make a new genre. That's that's my top rule whenever I do something like that. I love just, that. Uh, some some research at least just to get informed with what I'm gonna make a video about.
0: I love that. I love that so much. You know, and uh kind of, you know, thinking about that on a music producer standpoint, you know, what could what could a music producer do? How could they uh how can they implement what we're talking about right now? Something that I think that you can do that I see a lot of producers doing that could uh, that could uh, you know potentially shoot them in the foot. They don't do their due diligence is like, let's say you're releasing a song and let's say you have a list of like Spotify playlists or a list of labels or a list of YouTube promotional channels that you just blast your song out to, but you didn't do the proper research. You didn't do the proper preparation and you're sending, you know, maybe you're sending your song to someone like maybe you're making songs like Wobbix, but you try sending it to Mr. Suicide Cheap, which doesn't make sense. They don't release that type of music and it's, and it can backfire because it could leave a bad taste in, 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 their mouth about your music because they're like, man, they didn't do the proper like research about my type of channel. So is that that's kind of like a, an actionable step that I walked away with with you. Is, it, is that kind of the concept that we're going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I do get what you mean. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, I feel like a lot of people that tend to do that, they might be just sort of beginners that are still not really um, how, how, how can I put this? Like They're not really used to having some sort of mindset about the music industry as a whole. I, I remember myself being like that. I remember myself just sending my tracks everywhere. I was just like, yo, I mean I I, I know these labels. I I, I know totally. that's my favorite artist released on that those labels. But my style of music, like even though even if those labels have this sort of let's say dark style rhythm or dubstep mm-hmm. in my my track is so happy and stuff even if I send it to that label, it still won't really get accepted. Even, let's say, if that track that I created has some really good quality to it. Because the general vibe that I approach when I produce that track doesn't really fit the whole label uh, aesthetic and the whole style that they're aiming to promote. And that's that's a super big tip when it comes to sending your tracks to, let's say, a label, because if you really want to get there, you first off need to understand what good music is and what Indeed. bad music is because that's also something that you don't realize as you're a beginner. I still didn't realize it. I still kind of have to learn a lot more and listen to a lot more music. That's that's kind of how you overcome this um, confusion about good and bad music because if you're a beginner, you might listen to something completely random and you're going to be like, whoa, that is so sick. <laughs> Meanwhile, the big the big producers, if they would get the same thing that you were listening to, they'd be like, this is just kind of bad. Your mindset about good and bad music. I guess how I kind of overcame that sort of mentality was just listening to a lot of artists and focusing on the people that are killing in, killing it in the game and in the industry. And I was trying to analyze they were doing it, trying to see what they got in common, that they're so big, and trying to understand what music, like good music is like, and what's bad music. Because now if I look at my old stuff, I'll be like, ah, you know, it's not really too good. And at the time when I was doing that, I was definitely like, whoa, this is my best track yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> at the of time. Course. So yeah, maybe just try to listen to a lot more music that, that can really help
0: absolutely listen to a lot more music create a lot more music because that will get you to that that mind frame faster of what is good what is not yeah i love it
1: and also it just makes you have better and better music that that, that's just one thing that i always um like to think of it's just like whenever i make a new track i'm like whoa this is way better than the previous track and i i know i know people have heard this being said a lot of times and it is really true you just have to compare your old tracks to your new tracks and be like okay this sounds way better now because yep. if you think of it you're also developing your mindset right because if you have the ability to say hey this track that i made now is better than the previous one you're kind of fading away from that bad music that you in- used to enjoy you're more going you're more going towards the good music that the b- big producers do Right? So if you keep this going on, and you're also being a little more mature about criticism and you're taking criticism more and you're trying to understand where you're going wrong, uh, that can help you so much about forming some sort of mentality about good and
0: bad music. This has been an absolute fantastic conversation that I've had with Wobbix. Um, he's brought a lot of knowledge to the table. And the final question that I want to I ask you, man, I kind of have a pre-question to the last question, but have you ever thought about quitting YouTube or music? Like, have you ever seriously contemplated quitting before? When
1: I was going to achieve this uh, goal and when I finally managed to achieve it with 100k subscribers, I was kind of subconsciously, I guess, kind of Thinking of not really making YouTube videos or something Mm -hmm. at some point because I was just like, man, this. I feel like people are just seeing me as this uh, YouTuber, and I, I I just used to get so anxious and uh, kind of depressed a little bit about this whole situation. I know for a fact that some big producers actually know about me, and some producers that I look up to know about me, and kind of sucks a little bit is that the fact that also see me as this youtuber and to be honest i really cannot blame any of them because i still have to work so much more on my music and i need to work and get the quality that the big producers might notice at some point and they might change their mind i guess i hope i don't know i was kind of some subconsciously Uh, thinking of that but i i just came to the conclusion that that might not do any good you know this is just like something that i've been working on for so long and just letting people down that support support me uh would just be a little kind of weird i just feel so bad and all i guess i need to have right now is some sort of break uh i hope people can understand that i need some sort of break to keep contemplating and stuff about my future, to get that quality music that I want to have. Overall, just trying to get a balance between my music and YouTube. Hey,
0: Don Nation. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know by commenting down in the description. But if you didn't, please let me know by commenting down in the description. If you are interested in the Patreon, giving suggestions, getting private lessons, or entering the win that free consultation, please click the links in the description. And again, comment, subscribe, like, repost, follow, whatever is appropriate on the platform that you're listening on, like iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Deezer, you know, wherever you are. It just helps us know that we are giving you the content that you desire, that you want, that's going to help you become the best producer possible. And then finally, I want to remind you one more time to check out the episode that's right after this. That is the bonus episode that we did with Webix, where I gave him a social media marketing consultation. We completely focus on YouTube and how to optimize your YouTube so that you can get the most views and the most subscribers. I talk about some really unique tips that not very many people know about. So go ahead, check that out. It's right after this. And with all that out of the way, Donation, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. All right, take care.